Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And it's Stark Tech Part 2. Part 2. Yeah, I found another superhero thing in here. You remember last week with Spider-Man, you could be Spider-Man. Well, this week I found you could be the Hulk. Oh, my favorite. Because it's even called that. The Human Universal Load Carrier or the Hulk is what they call it. H-U-L-C. And it's similar to that other one that you talked about, you know, where you could yeah. like pick up stuff. This one's even even more. The human, the Hulk was developed in order to help soldiers travel at high speed for long periods of time while carrying a few hundred pounds. The Hulk is one of the closest things in this world that has to a real life Iron Man suit. Ooh, that's cool. But I'm like, no, this is the... You called it the Hulk. This is the Incredible Hulk. You can't go to Iron Man. No, you can't go to Iron Man. Okay. Uh, it can't fly or shoot laser blasts, but it does give soldiers superpowers, sort of. The hydraulic-powered exoskeleton suit has built-in sensors that, with the help of an onboard microcomputer, detect its users' movements and react accordingly. Although the Hulk has gone through a series of successful tests by the U.S. Army over the years, it is yet to see any real action. I'm like, yeah, whatever. We I bet it has. It's seen action. Oh, yeah. They probably tested it on some civilians or some small town. Oh, yeah. When so, they just beat everybody up. Some uh, some terrorists that just had to stick a dynamite in a 22 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Going there with the Hulkbuster suit. <laughs> Boom. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. I've got <clears throat> the handheld chemical detector developed by CJB Industries. It's a handheld device that can detect contaminants in the air, liquid, et cetera, et cetera. I picked this one for a reason because I'm going to come back to this one a little bit. Um, according to the project manager, uh, Andre Tartar, this handheld detector, once it is finished, will be able to quickly identify both contaminants and uh, beneficial substances in air, liquid, and surface environments. This is a handheld chemical detector uh, would be a good fit for the third offset strategy, which seeks to develop a solid defense against both bio and chemical warfare. Oh, is it a little thing? Yeah, it's a little bitty thing. They ha they hang on to it. There's like three or four different ones they're showing this picture. Mm. But later on, I'm going to talk about another device that neutralizes this one, which oh. they're all kind of doing each other. It's yeah. like the same company that develops the... Uh, the LiDAR radar for speeding also uh -huh. develops the things that detect them. So you kind of double dip. Yeah. So I'm going to create Make the problem, but also create the solution. Oh, yeah. They do that all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of interesting. Okay. The personnel halting and stimulation response. It's a called a phaser rifle. P-H-A-S-R. Believe it or not, not all massive rifles are capable of destruction, much like the phasers used by Captain Picard. No. Much by, like the phasers used by Captain Kirk. Let's, he's the best captain. And his crew on Star Trek. The personal halting and stimulation response rifles are used for stunning their target. Unlike the fabled Star Trek phasers, the phaser rifle is non-lethal and utilizes low-intensity laser in order to temporarily blind and disorient its target. In a word, in a world where lethal force and collateral damage have sadly become the norm, the phaser is one step towards a future with fewer unnecessary casualties. So definitely this will never ever be used never they, they like to kilt they don't like to have leftovers <laughs> <laughs> i like that 
The Living Foundries Program. Have you heard of this developed by DARPA? Uh-uh. <clears throat> to create the fundamental tools, technology, and the molecules necessary for military defense. DARPA has a lot of projects under its watchful eye. One of the most successful and uh, popular growing one is the one where they're developing a program that's been uh, used as uh, Amaris. They landed an $8 million deal. This basically produces all the high-energy fuels, polymers, composites, and more domestically, uh, preventing the U.S. Uh, military from continuing to outsource the production to other countries. So basically, they're going to make the stuff that makes the other stuff. Oh, wow. And they're cornering the market in it. And no one else will have it. They can't be like stopped from somebody else shipping. So basically, we want to make this cool stuff. But we need the composites and all the the chemicals or agents that to build it. So they got smarter. They created that part. Mm. Kind of create eight million dollars. I thought they'd make more money than that. Yeah, for cornering a market of creating something. Mm-hmm. Well, not creating, but you know. Yeah, having it all. Yeah. Okay, the corner shot. Originally designed for the use in hostage situations, corner shot was developed by a former Israeli Defense Force lieutenant colonel in the early 2000s and it was funded by investors in america the device works as a mount for a variety of handguns and depending on the accompanying weapon it is said to have a range between 325 and 650 feet so you see this gun and then he he's not even he's totally behind the corner and his gun is bent sideways around the corner See right there? Yeah. So the individual handling the corner shot is able to remain hidden while targeting and attacking their enemy. And the stealth aspect of the weapon also greatly reduces the chances of its user being left exposed to a counterattack. Although the corner shot is reminiscent of a Nerf gun from the 90s, don't be mistaken, this futuristic piece of weaponry is not a toy. Man. So it bends. Basically, you have a, just think in your head, a rifle, and then the end of it bends around the corner. And the firing mechanism is in the the guy's hand, but he's totally around the corner. No one can see. And he pulls that, and the gun's actually on the bent part on the total end of it. It's pretty cool. Man, that'd be bad if you forgot it's bent, and you shoot and you hit your guy next to you. <laughs> Man, so sorry. <laughs> Comes around the corner. Or there's a big gust of wind, and you walk forward, and it blows back, and you shoot yourself. Oh, I know it, right? How do you say, <laughs> hey, nobody go down uh, the range for the target because it'd be next to you. To <laughs> yeah. I see all kinds of accidents <laughs> happening with that. Myself included, I'd probably just, you're hitting a wall. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's wild. I like that one. What I thought at first, how does that bullet turn so fast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on the other end. Clink, clunk. It's, uh, it's the same bullets they used in the JFK assassination. Oh, yeah. or on Wanted, yeah. the movie Wanted, where mm-hmm. he curves those bullets. They curve the bullets. Yeah, I can do that. Biological way to disable chemical weapons. This is developed by Omar, Farah, and Joseph Hupp. Here's back to the other one. Uses a uses a compound called NU one thousand to destroy nerve agents like GD in just minutes. So basically, it's just a big rocket that they'll shoot, blow up, and it releases a bunch of bacterial enzymes to stop all these nerve agents from killing you. The fastest time ever achieved using this type of compound after a successful invention. Hup and Farva sent NU one thousand to the U.S. Army which tested it on GD, a nerve agent even more toxic to humans than the sarin, 
NU-1000 destroyed GD in just a few minutes. The compound, in addition to being efficient, is also reusable and only requires a small quantity of work. So it's like reverse. Like if they do a bioweapon on you, this is yep. the reverse bioweapon. It just sucks it all up. Yeah. Kinda. And then they can shoot another one that reverses that one. Yeah. So we're just reverse. Then they shoot another one that um, makes all that that they sucked up come alive or shoot out again. Exactly. That's cool. It's crazy. It's, it's just who's got the la- the final move. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like chess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, the electro laser. The electro laser is basically a high energy, large scale, long distance taser. The electroshock weapon is a direct energy weapon that uses lasers to form laser induced plasma channel in a fraction of a second after firing the electro laser a powerful current shoots down and hits the target the electro laser can even make a thunderstorm deliver a precise lightning strike on an aircraft effectively meaning that this weapon can control the weather companies like applied energies and hsv technologies are currently developing these weapons and scientists at uh Pakitinti Arsenal successfully tested a 50 gigawatt self-focusing electrolaser in January of 2012. And some people claim that a direct energy weapon, that's what was used for like uh, 9-11. And also what was the most recent, the Maui fires? Yeah. You know, if you put that on the tip of a, a uh, some kind of plane or something. Yeah, because look at the Maui fires. All of a sudden it just, Stopped. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about it anymore. Yeah. Everything's fine now. I think they got the all the land cleared, all the people killed, and now the real billionaires estate. can move in. Yeah, real estate. I bet they'll build new hotels and stuff will pop up, and they'll call it, uh, you know, revitalizing or rebuilding. It'll be uh, Epstein Hilton Hotel or something. I don't know. Epstein Winfrey. <laughs> yeah, I stay at the Winfrey. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, the future long-range assault aircraft. That's a long word, set of words. In December of 2020, this company, Textron Bell, uh, created this whole new aircraft. The FLRAA will take over the Black Hawks roles, becoming the Army's new workhorse. It sounded kind of cool to say the movie Black Hawk Down. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound cool to say the FLRAA down. (laughs) Don't like that. So apparently this is uh, costing about $1.3 billion. And uh, it is probably one of the goofiest aircrafts I've ever seen. Oh, two propellers on top? Yeah. And then it has like wings. It's like a half plane, half something Helicopter. weird. It doesn't look as cool as a black hawk. Yeah. And it doesn't roll off the tongue as cool either. But that's billions of dollars to replace something that was working fine. According oh, this one doesn't do anything extra special? I Not that they said, other than they can uh, last longer, mm. work harder, but nothing really special. Mm. I mean, they're still using old tanks because they had some, you know, lasting power. This, nothing really special about it. Okay. Hi. Energy Liquid Laser Area Defenses, or HELADs. So we talked about the laser or the direct energy weapon, just the one before it. General Atomics completed a successful round of prototype tests of the HELADs a few years ago. It's a high-energy laser 
area defense system. These operational lasers are small enough that they can be mounted onto a plane. The laser's weight is 1,650 pounds, which is one order of magnitude less than the current laser weapon systems. So they even have a picture of this plane flying over and shooting a laser down. Oh, wow. So this would be what they possibly used in the Maui fires. So though Helads isn't as heavy, it has a similar power to far larger weapons. The reduction in weight is important because tactical aircraft such as UAVs, tankers, bombers, and fighters can carry these lasers and will increase engagement ranges far more than ground-based systems. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. Even a picture of it. And I bet you that can be unmanned. Oh, yeah. It looks like it is. It's all sleek, and it's probably covered in uh, the Harry Potter robe and uh, disability cloak, you know. Whatever technology that is, so that's crazy. You wouldn't even see it. You well, would you just know you're on fire. Yeah. Oh man, sell your real estate in Maui. The Ivis project develops uh, Halo Lens AR headsets for the use on the battlefield for the first time. I won't tell you the name of this company yet. Ivis is developing Halo Lens 3D headsets for the use on battlefield in 2023. This year, soldiers will use this weapon in action. What action? Yeah. How they predict they would use it in action. So, okay. Training exercise. This was written way before that. Yep. So, kind of wild that the 2023 is in there. They expected to use it. For live testing for the first time, uh, they will deliver 10,000 HaloLens integrated visual augmentation system, which IVIS, to the U.S. Army, which will distribute them amongst its soldiers, the Army... Uh, took its first HaloLens deliveries in September of 2022, though it has yet to announce when it will be used in battle. You'll never guess who the maker of this is. Israel. Microsoft. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking you're in the battlefield, and will it tell you to update? Oh, yeah. Is it going to say, you don't have the latest version of Microsoft? (laughs) Click yes to update. (laughs) Like, crap. I can't see. Uh, hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Ceasefire. <laughs> I got to update. I'm not getting signal. <laughs> it's still buffering. Hold on. <laughs> I can't see. Okay. So this is a good one. Man array, unmanned underwater vehicles can go on long range, long duration ocean missions without offsite human support. Look at, look at what it looks like. It looks like a UFO. Yeah, it does. And uh, these things are unmanned. So that's them. DARPA made it. Manta Ray program demonstrates innovative technology that allow these unmanned unwater vehicles to go on long range ocean missions. Manta Ray is very independent and does not require on-site human support, logistics, or maintenance to carry out its duties. They're a goldmine for future technology as they offer the potential for persistent long range operations underwater. And the Manta Ray relieves offsite humans of some of their workload and it is easy to see how the uuv and others will have both civilian and military applications in the future what was interesting about like uh the tic tac and stuff like that yeah they've had like sightings of that people will be like yeah there's uh multiple ones up in the sky and then um they claim that there's there was something beneath the water not on the tic tac but on other ones there was something beneath the water that was 
um, like right below them. So it's almost like you got one of these UUVs controlling these um, drones is uh, what they are. Unmanned drones, these Tic Tacs that they've somehow tapped into the electromagnetic energy of the earth. And, wow. you know, I bet you it's all man-made stuff, you know, yeah, that is just future technology to us. Right. Know, like Star Trek and stuff. And that's unmanned. Yeah, this is unmanned, so. <clears throat> and it looks just like a UFO. It does. It does. It, it almost looked like that B-12 bomber, that new one. Uh-huh. But it's more sleek, like yeah. Stingray or something. Yep. It's kind of cool. I mean, I'd like to see it. <laughs> back okay unmanned phoenix ghost drones developed by avex aerospace drones are small loitering munitions that crash into a target and detonate an explosive so it's just a bomb yeah it's like the japanese fighters without the japanese in them yeah it's a kamikaze without the Comma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's just crazy. laughs> Phoenix ghost drones have been around for a few years, though this it's called a bomb. Uh, though this technology has been seen most recent usage of 2022, Phoenix ghosts are small aerial munitions that, after being deployed, crash into the target, a bomb, okay, mm-hmm. and detonate an explosion. Are that? Do they have wings or what? Uh, let's see. Yes, they look like. Uh, a little drone type thing. No, I don't have a picture of that one on this no. one. No. No, but it basically the way I described it, it can go up. Here's where it's a little different. It can fly up to six hours. Mm. So it's a control bomb. Which missiles and stuff can pretty pretty accurate I too. Know, like what I always think like so a missile or uh, a bomb of something like that was probably what hit the Pentagon. You know, because you know, they always put the uh they always put a picture of the uh, airplane. You know, if if an airplane did hit the Pentagon on 9-11, there would have been wings and stuff all over and yeah. how big it was. And it's like there was nothing. There was just a hole, you know? So yeah. that would have been the perfect thing that they, they probably used. Yeah, you're right. So um, a binary biological weapon. Unleashing viruses can cripple enemy nations, according to the Department of Defense. According to Department of Defense of America, binary biological weapons are something that we need to watch out for. There was a time when the idea of a disgruntled country releasing a deadly virus into the world to gain dominance was the stuff of movies. But the DOD is saying we need to be on red alert. Binary weapon is a bioweapon with two component systems. Its elements are safe separately, but when combined, the pair create a lethal mix. Basically, a binary bioweapon was has a helper virus and a virus and if unleashed on a wide scale a lot of people will get very very sick does it sound like anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little helper virus is actually the covid vaccine helper virus yeah that's crazy. like you unleash something this is explaining exactly what you unleash something and then you get people to go get a shot and that's the kill shot right there mm, combine the two yeah helper virus that's funny how they call it that the Arctic as a new theater of war. Russia and other countries have all started building stuff in the Arctic area. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Remember, we're not allowed to go there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff forbidden. It appears that we could see Arctic as a new theater of war. Several countries have already been spotted building runways and military bases capable of detecting a range of equipment, including stealth aircraft, 
NATO especially is boosting forces in the region. Satellite images have shown the military buildup in one of the most frigid places on earth. Yeah, that's a real trick as well. That COVID was going on. Uh, my brother was like, yeah, did you see this? And that's what it was all about. Russian troops up there. <clears throat> um, you know, a, a lot of troops were converging up there doing, you know, um, stuff that we don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and why wouldn't they? Uh, who's going to go check on them? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> if you get anywhere near it, they'll shoot you. Right. With something. What you see, you did not see. Exactly. It was a snow. A snowstorm. Okay, well, um, continue to send in your requests. Podcast13 at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, and share. And give us a five-star review wherever you listen. Until next time. 